If you're an established woman in tech who is creating results and making an impact at work, so your workload and stress just keep growing, but promotions and salary bumps remain a distant dream, it's time for a change. Listen, we all know the tech industry has dramatically changed. It's time your career approach did too. You don't need cookie cutter programs or dusty advice from outdated playbooks because What works for tech bros won't work for you. You need individualized, bespoke support to build your brave career. One that reflects who you are as a woman in tech. I invite you to explore career coaching with me. Get all the details, including prices and client results at tricksteinbach.com. You can stress less work less, and earn more. You've already earned it. Let's make it happen. Welcome to the Celebrate Brave podcast, a podcast for women in and around the tech industry. Every week, we dive into the conversations, frameworks, and best practices to help you stress less, work less, and earn a lot more. My name is Nicole Church-Steinbach, your host and the international bravery coach for women in tech. Let's go. Hello, brave people. Thank you for sharing your time with me and my guest, Dora Sass. She is a current client of mine, She's a rock star woman in technology. She has a global footprint and a heart that is so generous and so true. Welcome, Dora. Hi, thank you for having me. That was a really nice introduction. Thank you. (laughs) I like to focus on what I think matters the most, but how about you share a little bit more about yourself? All right. So... I'm a senior computational scientist at the University of Chicago. And what does this mean is that I just work with different departments in the Chicago world, with biology and chemistry, and I do work with the hospital as well. I am an Anita Bohr Chicago chapter, and I'm also a big supporter for women in tech. So <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Awesome. And you are also originally from Romania, correct? Correct. I'm Romanian. And as you, I travel quite a bit. I traveled to Germany and France, and I lived in those countries (laughs) and now U.S. Exactly. Yeah. So one of the things I love is that when we talk, we tend to have a very global viewpoint And we can talk about how different cultures respond to different situations. And I know I've learned a lot from you as well. And you do workshops with Google. Very cool stuff. Yeah, I'm bigger and bigger in Google. (laughs) I just just got awarded for an open source project that I'm doing. Awarded by Google. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Another sign that you can create anything, right? In your career. I agree. Mm -hmm. Anything. Exactly. Which brings us 
to your brave story. Mm-hmm. So what story do you want to share a moment of bravery in your life with our audience? Well, it brings me back to when I was born. <laughs> so um, I was born in a small city in Romania. And unfortunately, my mom died when I was seven. I felt very, and I still feel very lucky that my dad and my current stepmom are very supportive of me and they encourage me to go and explore the world. So I left hometown when I was 14 and went for a college in another city of Romania. Wait, you you (laughs) went to boarding school at 14? Mm-hmm. How did I not know this? <laughs> well, I kept it secret <laughs> until now. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and okay, so they say okay, so you went to a larger city and your mm-hmm. your parents were supportive because mm-hmm. why? They believed in me. Yeah. I I think my father my father's story was he also was born in a very small village in Romania and went for a board school in high school when he was very young, as actually. And that inspired him to motivate me to do the same. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so you go to this yeah. big city far from your family at 14. Mm-hmm. My goodness, okay. And life starts <laughs> full of adventures. <laughs> I did a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah, because... as we all do. The most successful people are making the most mistakes. Let's be real. Yeah. And being away doesn't mean that you don't drive your parents crazy. It's the opposite. <laughs> True. So, <laughs> yeah, thinking back, I really... I really thank them for supporting me, even when I drove them crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I went for high school at 14. Did I say college? Maybe. I went for high school at 14. It's high school. That's fine. Yeah. And, well, I am very curious. So I went into theater and uh, dancing, and I wanted to become a uh, from engineer to doctor to flower decorated, <laughs> decorator, <laughs> all in one. <laughs> I um, love how you just drop like this amazing core value that you have, which is curiosity. You're like, oh, I'm just curious. I just figure all the things out because, correct. yeah, 100%. Because we can. In high school, we can be anything. Mm. And after, too. <laughs> yeah, and after, too, 100%. Your story tells us that. <laughs> So, well, I chose science path. And during college, I chose science path. Uh, I worked in Germany for a company that was doing deep brain stimulation. I got so excited and involved with that mission. So they were treating Parkinson's disease in patients with severe oh, yeah. disease. And I've seen my first surgery in a hospital on the brain. Wow. So I I think that moment was really shifting. And my manager back then was brave to bring me there. Yeah. 
and let me see how I help. Wait a second. People. What was your role at this company? So you chose science, mm-hmm. you graduated mm-hmm. college, then so you just decide to move to Germany. Okay. No, this was during college. I was part-time working in Germany. Yes. So I, I was going there. Dora, you are a wonder box. We have been working together for a year this month. This is our year anniversary. It's very exciting. And you're a wonder box. Wait a second. So you're going to college in one country Mm -hmm. and you're working part-time in another country. Correct. And while you're – oh, my God. And while you're studying (laughs) – I work with the best women for reals. Okay. Mm-hmm. And while you're studying, you go into surgery. So your manager takes you into surgery. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was... Con- continue the conversation. What? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I was a simple intern, but at the beginning, then I started developing in the, the software platform for surgery. Well, I was not developing on the platform that was doing deep brain surgery in humans, but in rats and mice, which was as important to me. Yeah. Um, So that's how I got very, very involved in image processing and all brain stuff. (laughs) So Eric Kendall is my hero, is a Nobel Prize on on the brain. He's studying memory. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So that kicked me off the route too, because now I wanted more. (laughs) So I then went for, I wanted really to have more exposure to other countries and travel. So I went to France to do an internship on also on ultrasound medical imaging. Yeah. And there I got also a French ministry scholarship to do a PhD. (laughs) Now, I combine the pleasure of traveling with the passion for science. And uh, I've been for four years in France before moving here in the U.S. Okay, so so I can understand how you say... My dad had gone to boarding school. This was something that was familiar with me. So I'm going to ask this question, which is, did you have people in your life who were saying to you, go west, young lady, and you can combine your curiosity, your passion, your travel. It's all possible. Did you have people saying that to you? No. No. (laughs) No. That is something I really discovered. And it's a bit of just taking opportunities and saying no to some other opportunities too. Yeah. So obviously your performance is really high, which we know now because you have this really high level job and you do these workshops for Google and you're a Google researcher and all these amazing external. But internal, you obviously at that young age, were decisive, stunning. Okay, what happened after France? I need to know. After France, well, here is my job advice. (laughs) Google it. Google it. I need You only hear the best advice on this podcast. (laughs) Brand spanking new. (laughs) 
I Google it. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> exactly. Google it and apply. Uh, I needed a job after PhD, PhD in France. And after three years, thanks God. So <laughs> in three years, you have to be done or people start pointing fingers at you. <laughs> On the street. <laughs> and they have very nicely manicured fingers. It's very, very painful. <laughs> I've been pointed out in France. I ordered mm-hmm. something at the wrong time and uh, it was a thing. Anyways. Oh, no. Anyways, it's a thing. It really is and genuinely a thing. <laughs> yes, they okay. point fingers. So you're in France. You're ending your PhD and you need a job. So you pop onto Google. Yes. And type image processing jobs <laughs> that's it <laughs> and take the first link that comes up and apply decisive Google knows yeah yes. yeah decisive yes um i apply to other things too but it's good to just go for the simplest things like google it mm-hmm. the the way i took the internship opportunity in romania in in germany i was in romania and there was you know uh these papers that there are cut so you can yes. have a number <laughs> that's how i got the last number phone number <laughs> and i called and say i want to send my resume <laughs> and here was the internship in germany so Chances are coming from things that you even don't expect. That is so true. Because I wonder how many people, well, I think we both know the answer, but, you know, how many people grabbed that tearaway strip on the poster and never called? Oh, yeah. How many people Google, see a job, and never apply? How many people are an intern and are like, oh, I can go into surgery? I guess I'm going into surgery, right? Like we have people in common who have amazing opportunities but hesitate Mm. for too long or don't make the phone call or send in the application. And and then someone else who has oftentimes poorer performance, less experience, but the cojones to actually (laughs) apply ends up with the job, right? Oh my gosh. So you applied to a bunch of places. Mm -hmm. And I got flew to US for an interview at Research Computing Center of University of Chicago. We are still hiring a lot (laughs) (laughs) for info. You heard it here first, y'all. They actually are hiring. It's a very good atmosphere. Google it. We will add it to the show notes as well. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So then you moved. So, I mean, Romania to Germany, Germany to France. We can still drive these things. We can take trains, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And then you fly and begin living in Chicago. In Chicago, by myself with one bag. So first three months, I kind of sleep on the floor because... I don't know, PhD salaries in France are not big, neither. <laughs> and okay. moving to US, it's expensive. Yes, it's very expensive. 
So I don't think I've ever told you this, but I moved to Germany with a postdoc. And we also slept on mattresses on the floor. Those are the best when you move in. It's the symbol of opportunities. Oh, girl, say that one more time. Say it again. Sleeping on a mattress on the floor is? The symbol of opportunity. I mean, I had the best feelings being in that mattress, the best energy for getting things starting, things that I never imagined before that I would do. Yeah. 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 The seven years old me would not have imagined that I would sleep on a mattress on the floor in Chicago, <laughs> working as a computational scientist. With a PhD, speaking mm-hmm. French and German and English. Mm-hmm. This Mm -hmm. is why I wanted you to talk on this podcast, (laughs) because one of the things that is so special about you and that as your coach, it's been an honor to support, but also I've learned a lot from you, Mm -hmm. is that you look at a mattress on the floor and you say, this is a symbol of opportunity. You know, in the year we've been working together, my family has had some stuff. You know, my daughter running mm. into a tree in a ski mm. accident. I you know, know she learned a lot from that experience. <laughs> you know, unexpected trials in Germany, back home, challenges with processes and white guys. <laughs> I'm allowed to say you don't have to for me, right? And mm-hmm. your way of looking at things and saying, hey, this is this is a symbol of opportunity. Now, what do I want to get out of this is truly transformational. An IKEA bed, yes. Next up <laughs> was that. <laughs> that was also a symbol of opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's. It's been great. So now it has been six years since I am at University of Chicago as Mm -hmm. a senior computational scientist and working with industry and with Google a lot. Yeah. And so when you share this story and you share your insights, and I'm constantly interrupting you because... Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what would you want to give to other women in technology? Like, what is the lesson or the advice? Besides Google it. You heard it here first. (laughs) I want to be one of those examples of bravery and courage for everyone in in tech, for women in tech. And we have... (laughs) Like, first of all, you, you can do anything, anything you want to. Yeah. And once you started doing, once you start with a Google search, the next step will come to you. You will know where to get oriented. But the first step is hard. It's harder. Mm. So I just, I just hope that everyone will think of everything as an opportunity for them. And sometimes shifting mindset on, oh, I have a shitty day. I do that all the time. I just did it with you a couple of hours ago. (laughs) And I was complaining that I need to do this 
for my boss and instead you were putting in how you can do this for yourself and then I was like oh yeah this is for myself and this is an opportunity for me so I think that's how you can see everything as an opportunity for example this podcast I'm so grateful and so happy to be here and I'm hoping that I will empower millions of women yeah yeah well definitely what you post and the stories that you share and how you connect people that is an admirable and feasible goal for sure (laughs) yeah oh oh so my dear tell me now knowing we've got four countries we've got the google We've got mattresses as opportunity because everything is opportunity. We've got natural curiosity and decisiveness. Mm-hmm. Who is the brave role model you want to share with us? Whew. There were actually many. <laughs> I, I cannot do one. But since I went back to seven years old, with, which in Romania mm-hmm. means primary school, is my primary school teacher first. Sabina Sigmirian, she gave me this power of thinking analytically and very pragmatic. So I think it started there with, you know, you learn the meta skills from the best mentors and role models, but also moving from there, another role model was my high school literature professor, Mariana Mutu. She gave me that sense of creativity has no limits and being creative doesn't always only mean drawing singing or performing arts dancing it means being creative technically and in your life for everything so that that's it and other role models are all these people i mean you are definitely on top i'm just not mentioning because i am (laughs) trying to bring other people but i feel that there is a lot of need for more women in tech as role models and yeah all women in tech are my role models my mentees are my role models my friends Yeah. yeah yeah These two role models that you specifically brought from your childhood, I'm just curious, did they have really high expectations? From me or from them? (laughs) From their students as teachers. Hmm, That's a good question. I think my primary uh, school teacher, she believed in us tremendously Mm. she had the high expectation she saw in us something we could not see for ourselves and that's where sometimes you need to say you can do more let's let's see it so I think that was a major skill that they brought in I hear that I just recently had a situation in my life where somebody who has gone before me, Mm -hmm. I'll be specific. So she's created a million dollar business. Mm -hmm. 
And she happened to see some of my materials. And for whatever reason, mm-hmm. her area of the world was completely different from mine. Mm-hmm. She spent a little bit of time. And then we were together in a group. And she says to me, man, so I looked at your stuff and you have a million dollar business. Oh. It's happening. If you stay with it. And I'll be frank with you, that hasn't been a goal for me because for me in the first line is serving women who revolutionize tech just by being themselves, <laughs> fully themselves, right? Wearing fun hairdos and approaching issues in a creative way and role modeling, having full lives, right? And if, you know, that's going to then I guess be created, but having someone who has been there and can Mm -hmm. say, I see that in you. And I think that's one of the most powerful aspects Mm -hmm. of parenting, of educating, and honestly of coaching. Mm -hmm. I can see that. I see that and I believe that. And we feel it. I feel it. I know Nicole believes in me, so I can do whatever I want. (laughs) Yeah, you can. (laughs) You can. And we get on the call and I'm like, what are we celebrating? And you've got a list of seven things. And I'm like, okay, let's go. This is it. (laughs) Right? And so to that point, I'm curious, like, what has coaching as a container? Because I know you're also a certified coach, right? Mm -hmm. What has coaching created for you? What has changed? In the year of having the pandemic in, I got promoted more than ever with coaching, with career coaching from you. Mm -hmm. And I'm now stepping in leadership positions and creating new groups and being involved in many leadership roles which i i just feel it's it's not like i could not have got there maybe right but i got there in this period where like the world is turning over (laughs) and i got there so so fast compared to me trying to figure things out by myself i have and i want to share this the way it takes a village to raise a kid, it takes <laughs> a village to become a fulfilled, happy adult. And coaching, it's a wonderful support for that. So that yes, is such a beautiful coaching. thing. Yes. And I'm just going to add, you actually work less now than you did when we started. That's true. I sleep finally seven, eight hours a night. And I enjoy what I do. I was sharing this morning Mm -hmm. with you. I I was Mm -hmm. coming eager to maybe leave and go and get other opportunities. But now I get fulfilled on what I'm doing because there is less stress, more sleep, more sleep, (laughs) more money, more valued. I, I get so great feedback from my my manager and such a much better relationship. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for sharing. Like it's been such an honor to coach you 
And also to share your story in which I knew like 40% of. Oh. <laughs> That's so exciting. Oh Thank my you. gosh. So I know what you're doing these days, and I know that a lot of the listeners will benefit from it. So how can they follow you? How can they connect? Yeah. LinkedIn is the best way to reach and reach out to me. Woman in tech, reach out to me and I will step up for you. And, and that I can verify. I've connected Dora to a few people and she is a relationship and connector and magic maker. I always can tell when people have talked to you because they're like, yes, I can be an imaging. That's amazing. What? I can be fashionable and interested yeah. in the world and take time off and build this incredible career. So when Doris has LinkedIn and reach out, it is a heartfelt truth. I always love to connect. Oh, well, thank you so, so much for your generosity, for the depth of the story you shared with us and for just the incredible advice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you a lot, Nicole. All right. Until next week, brave it up. Hey, before you go, our fellow women in tech really need these insights. So do them a favor, pop on over and leave a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Help them find the Celebrate Brave podcast. All right. Thanks a bunch. Until next time, brave it up.